In today's stream, we're saving the world on a souped-up school bus. There are these orbs that have been introduced that seem to be zapping everyone and everyone's disappearing. Um, and the, the kids, the gang, ends up being the only people left and they're trying to figure out quite what's happened to everyone they know. And we're checking in with our old pal, James Marsden. Yeah, well, it, it started, it was a fun thing for me because I, I have three kids and my two youngest uh, and I got to experience the first movie together. Um, so we became fans of the first movie and now to step into the sequel and be a part of the team is pretty, pretty uh, uh, fun thing for me to be able to say, to, you know, <laughs> that I was a part of. Plus, as always, we're giving you our top recommendations and what you need to be watching this week. Yep, strap yourselves in, because this is Fun Kids Stream It. Hey, I'm Connor. And I'm Robin. And as always, we are going to bring you the hottest shows and also films that you need to be watching this week. And on today's episode, we're going to be chatting with Musa Mustafa and Marley Morel, two of the stars of the hit Netflix series, The Last Bus. Yeah, super excited for that. And also something to get excited about, James Marston is telling us about the brilliant Boss Baby sequel. But before we get into hearing all about the mega content that's out there, Robin. Yes? Each week, I think this has become a thing, we take it in turns, don't we, to ask each other some film and like TV-based trivia questions, right? Oh, we sure are doing. Is it your turn? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, yeah, and I've got an absolute corker for you this week. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Hit me. Okay, so I saw this film just before we recorded this. I spent some time at home chilling and I watched it. It's Madagascar and I've got a question for you. What animal is Melman? Oh, Connor, I actually don't know this one. Melman. Okay, you're going to have to think about this one. There's a lot of animals in Madagascar, so this is a tough one. Melman, Melman, Melman. I'm going to let you think about it and I'll reveal the answer at the end of the episode. So you have some time to have a little think. But before that, let's check out this interview I did with Musa Mustafa and Marley Morel, their stars of The Last Bus. You might actually remember we recommended you to watch The Last Bus all the way back in episode one of Streamer. Do you remember that, Connor? I remember that, yes. Oh, we recommended it because it is so good. And it's all about a group of mismatched school students fighting to save humanity from an army of drones. You're going to love it. And you're going to love this interview. Check it out. After this trip, the world may never be the same again. I give you GD. Could these little things clean up the environment? Well. What are you going to do? Why are you asking me? Come on! Go, go, go! Marley, we're going to come to you first. Just tell us a little bit about The Last Bus, like what it's all about for people that haven't seen it. Well, it follows a group of school kids who have pretty much just survived a robot apocalypse and they're trying to figure out quite what's going on and where all their friends and family have gone, um, whilst also potentially trying to find a way to bring them back. Um, And it's just a lot of fun. There's um, some really funny moments. There's some emotional moments. Um, Yeah, it's just a family show for everyone to enjoy. Musa, any any little bits there that Marley missed that you think we need to know about the show? I think Marley's covered it pretty much as perfectly as it can be covered. I think, yeah, I think 
it's quite a cool show. It's cool. It shows a lot of different aspects of like childhood and about social kind of differences. But I think, yeah, other than that, I think she kind of covered everything about the main stuff about it. Sounds like a bit of a roller coaster for sure. Molly, did you say there was an apocalypse? Was it a robotic apocalypse? Yes. Um, as in the trailer, you can see um, there are these orbs that have been introduced that seem to be zapping everyone and everyone's disappearing. Um, and the the kids, the gang, ends up being the only people left. And they're trying to figure out quite what's happened to everyone they know. Yeah, I can imagine that if in the world that we live in right now, if these random Zorbs appeared and was like zapping the people that I know away, I think I'd be a bit concerned by that, especially if I was yes. the last one on Earth too. I'd have to do something yeah. about that. And that's basically what you two get up to, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Musa, you play the role of Nas. What's he like? What's Nas like then? Tell us a bit about you. Nas is like quite a quirky kid. He's um He's really smart, like super smart. I mean, he's... Like his house, his brain doesn't allow him to do anything else except like think about robots and all of this kind of thing. I think he's quite cool, but he's quite lonely purely because I mean, he doesn't interact with anyone else because all he cares about is him, his like ideas and his robotics and everything. But I think he's really passionate about it. And it's quite cool to see how he uses that throughout the show. Do you feel like Nas is actually quite similar to you in real life? Are you smart? Um, not really. I mean, kind of. I'm not that smart. I'm not nearly as smart as Nas anyway. But um, yeah, no, I think there's been there's times where I feel kind of a bit like, oh, kind of a bit like Nas in social. He's I very mean, good at figuring out stuff. technology. He's very yeah, good at that's- I think I think, I think you definitely need to be able to figure out technology well when you've got a robotic apocalypse. Now, we're going to come to you, Marley. Uh, you play Chelsea, and what's Chelsea yeah. like? Are you kind of quite smart, or has Chelsea got a different attribute that can kind of help with this big apocalypse that is happening? Chelsea, she's very much a head girl in the making. She's very organised. She lives through routines. Um, she doesn't cope very well with the robot apocalypse, uh, naturally. Uh, I don't think anyone would. Um, but like Naz, she's also quite lonely. She doesn't really have many friends, but during the course of the series, she really connects with the other characters in the gang, um, which I think really helps bring her out of her shell. And yeah, she just gets better at talking to people and becoming independent and not relying on these lists that she makes daily and things like that. I think what's a really uh, sort of key thing to take from that answer is gang, like because there is a big yeah. crew of you. There's a big old crew of you in this. Um, and I'm mm. going to share with all the listeners right now, this has been a, a big moment for you both. I mean, you've been at school today before we've done this interview. You're just living <laughs> yeah. like a normal life. And now all of a sudden you're in a Netflix show. Uh, Moose, yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to come to you and just kind of ask like, what was it like being on set and all of a sudden, you know, you're this 14 year old lad, you go to school and now you're on like a Netflix set. This is mad. Yeah, it's honestly, I think about it sometimes is so crazy how like three years ago, two years ago, I had nothing to do with it, like completely nothing. And then all of a sudden I've just been thrown into the deep end in this crazy world. And like I'm around all of these incredible people who are like I've been doing it for years. And I think it's quite cool to see how it's nice that I've managed to adapt fast. I think it really would have been 
it could have been a lot worse than it has been. I think it's really nice that I managed to get along with everyone I've met. I haven't really had any problems. It's quite, it's quite cool. And I think it's nice to see what goes behind the scenes in all of these things I've been watching since I was like before I could remember. So I think, yeah, it's quite an opportunity. It's quite a cool one as well. I'm honestly shocked that I'm here. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think that's super, super cool as well. Like for you, just all of a sudden entering this world of all of the amazing things that you've watched growing up and all the amazing things that your parents and your family watch. Now, all of a sudden you're part of it. Now, Marley, this was huge for you as well. I mean, isn't this your first acting role outside yeah. of school productions? Like you've never actually done anything like this before. I had no idea that I went into this completely out of my depth, but it was so much fun and it was it was quite different to how I expected it to be. Um, sometimes less glamorous, but everyone was so nice. And it was it was really interesting to see behind the curtain, uh, so to speak, as in being part of something that people typically can only imagine. But it, w- it was amazing. It was so much fun. It's not just mum and dad. It's the whole street, maybe the whole town. They're all gone. Sooner or later, we're gonna have to accept we're the only ones left. If we want to find the truth, we need to find Dalton Monkhouse. Take the next left. This left is left! It's in my mouth! I can taste the poo! Me and you might have a chance, but this lot are toast! What is that? So I'd like to ask you, Marley, because I think, you know, the age of both of you, you're both 14. That's the age of a lot of our listeners, too. And I think there's probably lots of people out there, lots of children out there that are dreaming of one day being actors, actresses, getting involved in the world that you're in. For you, Marley, like, what was the kind of auditioning process? Because where you had only ever done school productions, how do you all of a sudden wake up and you end up in a Netflix show? So um, the casting uh, casting director went to uh, a lot lots of theatre groups and schools around the UK um, and I heard about it and uh, me and a few of my friends were like why not we'll just audition for it. it you know weren't expecting it to go anywhere and then it did and it was really unexpected but it was it was I again I went into it I was completely out of my depth I was just recording these home videos on my dad's phone um, and then eventually it was can you come down to London and do a face-to-face audition, which was really scary, but also really exciting. Um, and it just eventually led here. And it was it was really unexpected, but really, really cool. I love that. What a fantastic story. How you just kind of it happened. That's that seems to be the answer. Musa, yeah. when you when you look at your time on set together, did you uh, have any moments, like little funny moments where you were like, I probably shouldn't do this on set or, oh, no, I am actually on set and I need to remember that I'm on set, where you were just being you and having fun? I think there's definitely been times. I think one of the main things all of us have experienced, because I think it's nice that we're all kids, so we're all surrounded by each other. And when we had to do tutoring, that posed an issue a lot of the time, because, I mean, there's definitely were days 
where we've been working quite hard, quite tired, and then we have to go and choose her, and none of us are just feeling it. And we're all, and it's all online at the time, a lot of it, because it was in the midst of COVID. So a lot of our tutoring was like not face to face. So there were definitely a few times where we were super tired and we just looked looked at each other and all made the executive decision to just like relax instead of doing tutoring. I think in the in hindsight, there definitely we did it probably more often than we should have. But I think it was definitely um it was something that we kind of needed to do at some point. But right, yeah, so, that was quite sounds- a fun time. Sounds like you guys needed just a good rest after this. Sounds like you were very, very tired. Tutoring, schooling, acting, you know, be, being like new superstars. It's kind of all happening at once, really. It was, yeah, it was It was a lot. Um, going from tutoring and on set, filming I didn't, a really emotional scene and then going 10 minutes later having to get in the mindset and do some algebra was it was tough oh. and sometimes it was hard to focus but yeah it i'm was- going to be i'm going to be honest with you i i you know i don't mind a bit of maths but after a busy day at work we don't need algebra don't we it's the last thing we need how did all your friends react smiley like you know you said that you sort of heard about all of this with your friends when he was actually like yeah yeah i'm, I'm part of this netflix show were they like are you joking really you, no? they were they were so supportive uh they were they were really excited they still are um and it was so nice to have such a big support network behind me that were just really excited and happy for me. Um, and I'm really grateful that they're, they're here and they're, they're excited and they're, they were happy for me, which oh, I really it's, appreciate. It's such, a, it's such a lovely moment when we, you know, we get, the, you get, the, we get the opportunity to interview so many people. And when we talk to people like you, you know, you're not the first and you're not the last, just some kids that are having fun at school. And then an opportunity comes to you and you go and seize it and you make it what it is right now, which is you guys both being part of this amazing show on Netflix. I'd love to come to both of you. Musa, we'll start with you. Just like a word of advice. I feel like you're in a position right now. I know you're still 14, but any kids out there that are the same age as you, people younger maybe that are thinking, I'd like to, you know, do a bit of acting one day. Any wise words? I think you've just got to go for as much as physically possible. I think the way I see it, me and Molly are like extremely lucky to be here, but luck is a thing. And the more you do it, the more lucky you'll end up. So I think, if you put your mind to it and you fully go for everything that you physically get, then eventually you're going to have a break and it's going to be perfect for you and you're going to go on to do incredible things. But I think you've just got to keep working at it and just take every opportunity you get. Absolutely. Marley, from you as well, I, I guess pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, just if 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 the opportunity comes, take it. You know, there's I'm sure there's no harm in trying, but do your research on quite what you think you're getting into um which would be which I should have done but it was so worth it um and just just you know take every opportunity that comes um do your best and have fun whilst doing it I guess I'm not sure what to say (laughs) yeah no you just you both you both seem so like taken aback by the fact that you're doing this and I think that's so lovely and I think that comes across really really well too you're just very grateful to be doing what you're doing and you can't quite believe it but listen the show is absolutely fantastic it's on Netflix it's called The Last Bus go watch it everybody okay because Musa and Marley and all the crew are so great in it okay I'm sure you are gonna love it Musa thank you for coming on thank you thank you very much Marley, thank you too. Thank you so much for having us. Our absolute legends, right, Rob? 
Oh, they absolutely are. I'm a bit jealous, really, Connor. I wish I was involved. They are so, so good. Musa and Marley, 14 years old. Robin, what was you doing at 14? I tell you something I wasn't doing. I wasn't in a Netflix show. <laughs> I know, right? They're already in a Netflix show. It's so cool. You can catch The Last Bus on Netflix right now. Well, not right now. After you finish listening to Stream It, you know what I mean. Stick around. Okay, so before we hear from the brilliant James Morrison, it's time for Dun Dun Dun, The Look Forward. Oh, I like that. Yeah, dun, 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 the look forward. So this is our list of five things we know you're going to love watching this week. Basically, what we do is all of that scrolling through Netflix and Disney Plus. Robin, what do we do? We get rid of it all because we do it for you. The look forward. Five. Critters TV. So can you imagine animals watching like nature documentaries on TV? Nonsense. Well, that's what's happening. Badgers giving out about foxes, owls laughing at otters, or foxes fighting over the remote control. This is what's going down on Critters TV. For the first time in history of television, we get the animal's hilarious view on nature docs. Oh, I absolutely love this. It's on Sky Kids and available to stream on now from the 10th of June. Four. Summer Camp Island, Oscar, Hedgehog and all their pals discover magic and mysteries on Summer Camp Island. It's basically a place full of wonder where almost anything can happen. I mean, you never know what to expect when your camp counsellors are witches after all. But Oscar and Hedgehog are up for any adventure. And that's on Cartoon Network weekdays at 3pm from the 13th of June. Three. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, a talking dog, Mr. Peabody. He embarks on a life dedicated to science, technology and athletics after being rejected by a potential owner. He then adopts a son, that's called Sherman, that's available to watch on Netflix right now. It's a good one. Two. The Deep. Join four dating adventures as they explore the mysterious depths of the ocean, using amazing technology to discover more about the epic creatures that lurk there. There's loads of episodes to watch right now on BBC iPlayer. One. Danger and Egg. Danger and her best friend, a giant talking egg, are always chasing the next big thrill. They are challenged to conquer the world's weirdest water slide and once inside, they meet someone who has not seen people or eggs for a long time. Yeah, this weird and wacky show is on Amazon Prime. It's available right now. All right, Connor, the time is finally here. We're going to hear from James Marsden. Yeah, our fellow Fun Kids presenter, the fantastic George, who presents on the weekends, did this interview with James. It's all about Boss Baby 2. I'm so excited for it. It's called Family Business. Yes, and in the Boss Baby sequel, the Templeton brothers have become adults and drifted away from each other. So sad. But a new Boss Baby with a cutting-edge approach is about to bring them together again and inspire a new family business. Take it away, George and James. Oh, out of my way. Ah! In days of yore, there were two warriors. I'd kill for a spicy tuna roll right about now. Get yourself a little something. The brothers grew apart, and a new age began. The Middle Age. Dad, is Uncle Ted coming for Christmas this year? Sweetie, sometimes you just grow apart. <gasps> Diamonds all in my ring, player. Go watch, go chain, player. Uh, uh, walk in the building, I own it. 
missed you so much. That's my girl. Woohoo! You can't solve everything with money. But you can, Tim. You haven't changed at all! You're still a big baby! Suck it, Ted. You suck. Get that passing out of my face! Excuse me. I hate to interrupt. I mean, it's a riveting conversation. But why don't you both suck it? She can talk. All right. I'm in the family business. We are here to talk about something much more exciting than the rubbish weather in the UK, uh, because you were the voice of um, a, or a very grown-up Tim in the Boss Baby family business, which is uh, super exciting. So can you tell us a bit about you know, Tim and where he's at in this new movie? Yeah, well, it, it started, it was a fun thing for me because I, I have three kids and my two youngest uh, and I got to experience the first movie together. Um, so we became fans of the first movie and now to step into the sequel and be a part of the team is pretty, pretty uh, uh, fun thing for me to be able to say, to, you know, <laughs> that I was a part of. Um, so, yeah, so now Tim's, you know, you see him all grown up, except he's not grown up, like he's a perpetual kid and um, he's desperately trying to hold on to or encourage his daughter to hold on to her youth and not grow up too quickly, which I think he believes that. And I believe, too, that, you know, kids grow up a little too fast these days and they're not allowed to just go and, you know, play in the backyard and daydream and, and they're just, you know, they're on their phones. And so I think Tim, as a father now. A stay-at-home dad. He's, you know, trying to kind of keep keep it fun and keep it youthful. And um, as we all know in life, your kids grow up, right? They they spread their wings. You want them to. It's a natural progression, but it doesn't come without like sort of bittersweet feelings about the whole thing. And so, and Tim is just desperately trying to not, you know, to not let it go, right? <laughs> it's like, um, he's a very but, doting dad, isn't he? I mean, he's, 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 a, he's a great dad. Um, I was actually particularly fond of his um, Good Night show, which he never, you know, you'll find out he never quite gets to perform. Uh, but right. obviously for many years, you know, we put on brilliant shows for his kids uh, as they went for bed. Um, I mean, as a dad yourself, did you used to kind of create any crazy bedtime stories of shows for your kids i did and specifically with my daughter who of all my three kids she used i mean she still does have the most vivid imagination and she was um to get her to go to sleep um i would actually record this on my phone as well just on the audio recordings and we always would do these things like once upon a time a long long time ago but not too long ago there was a girl named mary and then she was at the time very into how to train your dragon I think she was, you know, anywhere from like seven, to, it was like seven to 11 years old. And every night I would just have to on the fly improv, come up with some story where she meets some crazy new dragon with some crazy new power. And I would always start just to try to get her to go to sleep, but it would engage her so she would stay awake for another hour. So I have all these recordings on my phone of these dragon stories we came up with. And they're, all of them are 45 minutes to an hour long. And uh, so, and then the sad thing was that one day she just woke up and just wasn't that interested in doing it anymore, right? She was like 12. It's like, I'm out like, of, I'm out of Harry Potter now. done with the dragon phase. I'm actually cooled. I'm just, you know, you don't need to like read me a story to get me to go to sleep. I'm going to go. And so it's like, ah, but so I do have all of them at least documented. So, um, but yeah, I would, I would love it. It's like we, to, as an adult, to be able to be pulled back into that, that sort of youthful spirit. It's always just like, you know, this is the greatest thing. And we, and we don't always do it, right? We're always caught up with our responsibilities as, you know, being adults. And it's nice to, to transport yourself back to childhood. 
Yeah, that 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 fun and innocence, and and not, clearly that's something you, you you kind of could relate to with your your character as well. So uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a lovely film, and uh, as you say, there is that kind of childhood innocence at its heart, which is is so yeah. nice. I say I'm apparently out of time, but it was it, it was oh, it was so I nice. Just, I, I rambled on to it's so much fun talking about this movie and about Tim and and what he's going through. It's like I just. You can't stop me. It's like <laughs> you can, if I get to talk about how the great things about what you know how great it is to be a child, or to actually sort of maintain that youthful spirit even as you're an, as an adult, you know, I'll I'll probably go on talking too long and and ruin your time. <laughs> no, you haven't you haven't ruined my time at all. It was a pleasure to hear about it, and I loved hearing about your amazing stories. It sounds like oh, they were fantastic. They were great. Well, I hope the movie is 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 equally as fun for everybody who's going to check it out. You want me to be a baby again? (laughs) Yep, there's the awkward stage. Ew! Baby Corp will offer a full memory wipe following this experience. So, what's the crisis? An evil genius is teaching kids to be very bad, bad babies. Welcome to the baby revolution. We're gonna need a disguise to go undercover. What have you done to me? No, really? Are we going sailing? Oh no. Thanks for always having my back. You're my brother. We always stick together because that's what families do. We need to hurry before the formula wears off. What the? Aren't you a cutie in that little karate outfit? this isn't something money can't solve what the fudge okay so after listening to that interview it's safe to say you're probably sitting there going where can i watch boss baby 2 well it's available to buy or rent right now on digital platforms and even the old school method of popping out and buying the dvd why not do you still do that robin oh yeah you gotta buy the dvd keep it yeah I like having the box as well, just there for whenever I want to watch it. Yeah, go buy the DVD. It's available now. (laughs) All right, Connor, I think, I think I might have an answer to your question. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've just reminded me the question. Have you been thinking about it throughout the whole episode? I have, and I'm not going to lie. It's made my job really hard because I've not really been concentrating. All I've been thinking about is what animal is it? Okay, here we go then. So you may have missed it earlier on, but I asked Robin, in the movie Madagascar, what animal... He's Melman. Is he a lion? No, he's not a lion. He's actually, actually, no, he's kind of similar to a lion, but he just has a longer neck. A longer neck? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, oh, what are they called? Flamingos? No, you don't get flamingos. Flaming- Hold on a minute. Have you seen Madagascar? There's not even flamingos in Madagascar, Rob. I know, but I'm trying to think what has a long neck. A giraffe. Oh, a giraffe. <gasps> Oh, no, that's made me really sad because giraffes are my favourite animal. Yeah, Melman, he's the giraffe. He's like kind of the ditzy one in it. He's a little bit silly, but we love him. He's so great. Melman is a giraffe. Hopefully, if you're playing along at home, you got it right. I'm sure there was no flamingo guesses at home, Robin. (laughs) Stars, guys. 
Well, sadly, Connor, that brings this episode of Stream It's an End. Oh, no. I, I love doing this. Oh, me too. But don't worry, we'll be back again. And we've been Connor and Robin, and we are the presenters here at Fun Kids, which is a children's radio station from the UK. Now, you can listen all around the country on your DAB digital radio and at funkidslive.com. And the best bet, you can hear me weekends from 8am. Yeah, go listen to Robin. It's so much fun. And you can listen to me weekdays from 7pm. So we will see you then. We'll be back with a brand new stream it for you next week too. So we'll see you then also. See ya. Bye.